You know what it is, Asterius? You know what day it is? Yes, I do. It's a hundredth episode of this podcast. Wow, I can't believe we made it. They said it couldn't be done. They said either you or I would quit. Way before. Uh, my name's Sriracha, and with me is Asterius Coconuts. Asterius, say hi. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the loudest podcast. Big hundredth episode celebrate, Sergio. What are you holding there? Uh, I well, you know how you usually you drink champagne to when you have something to celebrate. I do. Well, I don't. I don't like drinking when I'm recording, and also I don't drink champagne for trans rights. I drink water for trans rights. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I mixed uh, two ounces of apple cider vinegar with water, and I'm going to drink this whole thing for trans rights. Now apple cider vinegar tastes like piss, right? Just just getting that out there. Yes. Oh, my God. That's fucking gross. But you're going to drink this whole flute? Because you still have quite a bit to go. Not in one go. Although my original plan was to just down it in one go. But oh, my God, that is bad. Sriracha, for our 100th episode, you can't just down that in one go. For the people, for your trans brothers and sisters, you can't down this in one go. This is for all of our trans listeners. We support you with this ceremonial goblet of... There she goes. She's tr- that is not one go. Hey, these people deserve to be seen and heard. And the only way they're going to feel seen is if they see you drink that whole goblet of piss. This, my stomach hurts already. I'll, I'll drink the whole thing, I swear, just throughout the episode. Oh, wow. At the beginning of every segment, I will take a drink of this champagne flute full of apple. Oh, my God, that is fucking nasty. For yeah. trans rights. I'm sorry. I just, I thought you cared. I, I, Exterior, how much apple cider vinegar have you drank for trans rights? I'm not the person that drinks that's things That's what I tra- Zero shots of apple cider vinegar. You don't think vinegar. I'll, oh, that's it. I'm getting apple cider vinegar right now. Do it, pussy. All right. Do it and drink directly out of the bottle. Fine. I'll do- <laughs> Where is it? It's in the closet. All right, Fine. I went to the closet. I will drink this entire bottle of apple cider vinegar. I can outdrink your apple. I care more about trans people than you do, Sriracha. Prove it. Prove it by drinking. Well, then we're going to drink it at the same time. Whoever stops first loses, and yours is watered down, and mine isn't. Yeah, so- that's why it's not a fair comparison. So you need to just drink. I think after you drink directly from that bottle, you will change your mind about this challenge and also trans people. <laughs> I will never change my mind on my trans siblings. That's it. We're both good. Whoever stops drinking first is hates trans people. Okay, ready? All right. Three, two, two one. one. Okay, I, I love trans people, but I can't drink any more of that. Oh, God. I told you. It, oh, oh, oh. Why does it smell like piss? It smells like piss and it tastes like piss. Oh, God. It's got like a musky. It tastes musky. Not only is it horrifically flavored. Every time I breathe out, I taste it again. (laughs) You're going to be tasting it forever. (gasps) That's in your guts now. Anyway, we'll have a podcast on this episode. Congrats. What? Go trans people. (laughs) Okay. All right. We, oh, ah. We'll be right back after this. Oh, God. I told you it was gross. You still alive, Asterios? You know what is still alive? The dream of a free people is still alive. The dream of people who can be who they are and do how they want, feel what they see, and know 
what day is. Oh my God, I'm going to throw up immediately after this. You that wanna, was real bad. Wanna, wait, what I said or this? No, that. The apple cider vinegar. Well, you said, said it was great. Beautiful exactly. and special. Yes. But oh my God, that shit is literally poison. Why, Why do you own this? Uh, because I saw a bunch of influencers drinking a shot of it in the morning and they were like, I drink a shot of this every morning because it regulates your digestive system. And then I tried it. I was like, you're fucking nuts. So that has been in their closet for like a year now. <laughs> It doesn't expire. It's fermented. Do you know what? I, here's how this regulates your digestive system. It uh, makes you think food and drink is poison. So you don't drink food and drink no more. This drink is definitely poison. <laughs> look, we've, look, I feel like we've helped the trans community quite a bit this week. Welcome back to episode 100 of the loudest podcast on the internet. This is the podcast where I drink apple cider vinegar and tell you about my political opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my contribution to the 100th episode, I wanted to bring back a fan favorite oh. segment. Oh my. You remember Yandere Dev? Yeah, I could never forget Yandere Dev. Where did we leave off in the Yandere Dev lore? What's the last thing you remember about Yandere it's just that the video game isn't out and that the guy's upset and his Reddit got stolen, but then he paid money to get it back. Or last thing I remember was like, so there was some kind of Reddit fuckery, like trolls took over his Reddit and uh, were posting pictures of him drinking milk out of a cup. <laughs> the cum chalice challenge, I believe it's called. I believe that is what it's called. So there have been developments. Yeah, dare it. <laughs> Avenue. So I'm bringing back this Ranch's birthday special to Electric Boogaloo. It's time for more Yandere Dev Chatter. Asterios, did you know that Osana is out? I the first rival of the game has been implemented and the game, after I think like seven years, a demo is finally here. There's a demo of this game? There's a demo of the game. There's no Kickstarter yet to the best of my knowledge. So uh, I figure a big celebration this day it's because it's a momentous occasion there have been people i remember this game was starting to be programmed when i was in college <laughs> <laughs> so i figured to celebrate we would watch the rival introduction video now these rivals were finalized in a 2000 early 2018 and the first one has just been implemented uh last year in 2020 osana <laughs> osana najimi so asterius before we check out the rival introduction video i'd like to ask you a question and you get five dollars if you get it correct you get not three guesses though only one guess okay what percentage of the rivals in this game are teachers or adult presences in the school that want to fuck students 30%. Wrong. You were so close. 20%. God damn it. <laughs> so I figured we would watch the rival introduction video from April 1st, 2018, just in honor of Osana. Osana, this apple cider vinegar is for you. All right. And you just pause and tell me what you think of each rival. God damn, that doesn't get any better. <laughs> and you can pause. Tell me what you think of each rival and tell me which one you're most excited to kill. Oh, there's a nurse? These all look like schoolgirls. <laughs> this is so terrible. This music Did sucks. You sleep again? Ugh, you always keep me waiting. This is Osana Najime. Like she is like her personality is Kant. Okay. And she's here! This is the game! You're just in time. I baked cookies. Would you like some? Okay, I'm pausing this. Alright, so this is 
Amai Odakaya. Yeah, and her personality is cooking. That's it? That's it. <laughs> now, these uh, voice actors, um, is it just like his niece or like his uh, mom? And these are terrible, terrible voice actors. No, these are like legit voice actors. I'm not arguing with you that they're terrible, but he put out a call for voice actors like a couple years ago, and he's got like... Three million subscribers on YouTube. So, like, people at one point were very optimistic about this game. I think these are professional voice actors. Okay, well, they are being directed terribly. All right, so Amaya Odakaya, there's a cupcake in her name. I'm going to keep watching this. Yeah. You know, Senpai, I wouldn't mind cooking for you every day. It's terrible. (laughs) It's only natural that I'd get the lead role in the play. I deserve it more than anyone else. Kizana Sunobu. Oh, pause, pause, pause. Kizana Sunobu. Because it's just the word. Okay, like imagine another racial. Wow, this is the second racially insensitive accent we have. Okay, so you know the word snob? Yes. Sunobu. Terrible. I swear to God, I'm not making that up. No, no, I look, I believe you. It's still terrible. (laughs) She's the president of the drama club. And coincidentally, her personality is also cunt. Okay. All right, I'm sensing a pattern here. I'm going to be Juliet. Would you be my Romeo? We're about to summon a demon. Oh, Okarutu? Okarutu! Okay, pausing. Okay. Why are you saying it like that? Is is this also a name or something? You know the word occult? Okarutu? Okarutu. People on his subreddit told you, these are cringe as fuck. You should not name your characters this. And he was like, eh, how about I do? Anyways. Okay. I'm going to say this. For Christmas this year, I took you out on like a nice fun date, fancy Japanese restaurant, Chef Nobu. You're having drinks. We went for like a nice walk. We took pictures. You didn't look nearly as happy on on your on your on that day as you do right now. I've never seen you smile so big. I've never <laughs> seen you look so happy as when you're yelling out these offensive Japanese names <laughs> from this unfinished murder game. Because I'm thinking about how I totally missed the opportunity to be like, "What's your name?" and he would tell me like Chef Nobu or something. I would say, "Are you sure your name is like Chef Ufo?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fucking awful. Dude, there are so many characters, and all the characters in Yandere Dev, uh, or not Yandere Simulator, have names like this. Like, there's a club called the Photography Club where they're all supposed to be uh, plays. Like, they're all supposed to be uh, Scooby Doo characters. And the leaders of the club's name is Furetu Jonuzu. Can you spell that, please? No. Okay. Thinking about that boy. I think he cast a hex on me. Nobody in the sports club ever turns down a challenge. Come on, you want to guess this one? Asurito pausing. Asurito. Asurito. Athlete? Asurito! (laughs) You made me say an offensive thing. (laughs) Asurito! This is... This is real bad. Although, so far, she's my favorite of the rivals. Why? She looks the most normal. This is like a blonde girl, and she's she's playing soccer or something. It's like, 
Uh, she's not a overdramatic purple haired uh, drama club leader. She's not casting hexes. She's not obsessively compulsively baking or yelling at you for being late to walk her to school. Her personality is sports teams. That's I can live with that. That's it. Oh, she likes sports. You know what? I'll go to her games. I'll cheer her on. That's fun. We can watch we can watch football on the weekends. That sounds nice. She's not collecting hair and blood for a spell or anything. I like this. Senpai, would you like to go for a run together? You know, just the two of us. Oh, Terrible my. voice acting. Your just the worst. What the hell? Can <laughs> pause in. This is a nurse of some kind. M- Mujakina? My, how do you say this? Uh, Mura. Her name used to be Nasu. I <laughs> changed it to something. So I'm not familiar with her current name. Okay. Her name is M U J A K I N A. Mujakina. Medicine. Medicine. Medic. Medikina medicine? I think you might be stretching that one, but this is one of the adults that attempt to fuck a student. Uh, she's a big titty, nursey, and she got big mommy milkers. Okay, so far, this is my favorite one. I was wrong. I fuck that sports girl forever. I like this lady. <laughs> All right, hitting play again in three, two, one. See me anytime. I'm always happy to take care of you. They're bigger than her head. They are. She's got two heads oh, on her chest. I can teach you all oh, sorts oh. of things. Midorana? <laughs> this is the teacher that yeah. also wants to fuck Private tutor. <laughs> is this just one lady doing all these bad voices? Girls like you really get on my nerves. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> that boy. He's the only one who... Her, <laughs> yeah, this girl's name is uh, Osoroshidesu. I, I don't know what that... I'm sure that has a stupid punny connotation, but she's the delinquent character. If you can't tell, she's like a gang member. <laughs> I can tell she's a gang member because she's directly threatening everybody, yet has an odd attachment to this boy. Now, uh, okay, I see we have Hanako Yamada here. Hanako Yamada is Senpai's younger sister. Oh, remember, but remember, at the beginning of the game, it says all the characters are 18. So even if logically, even though it makes absolutely no fucking sense that Senpai is a grade above his sister. They're both 18. Say it. Say they're 18. They're 18. Say they're 18 they're right 18. now. They're 18. Oh, and you see, the sister doesn't want to fuck her brother. She just wants to have all of his attention and doesn't want him to have a girlfriend. Okay, look, I'm going to stop playing this video because this video is terrible. I've gone to yandarysimulator.com slash characters. Did you know there's a character named Infochan? I did. Infochan's great. Who is Infochan? Okay, so you know how in this game about high schoolers, a major mechanic is taking pictures of their underwear? No, I did not know that. <laughs> well, then you weren't paying attention to our first lecture. <laughs> so uh, there's a mode in the game where you can exchange photos of, you can do take upskirts shots of students at this high school and sell them to InfoChan and exchange InfoChan can get you things like secrets or cigarettes that you could plant on someone to get them expelled from school. 
and uh, like new uniforms or weapons. And Yandere Dev was like, should I remove this panty snapshot game? And everyone was like, yes, you fucking weirdo. And he was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Why did you even ask if you were going to keep the... All right. Who is wife? There's just a character named Wife. Uh, I'm not familiar. What's she look like? She's got long gray hair down to her knees, and she's wearing like a like a, a dress with a boob window, and it's got like a long slit for her leg, and she's holding a glass of wine. Oh, that's like okay. So the last rival you bitched out before we met the last rival, whose name literally translates to something like supreme goddess. Her name is Megami Psycho, and she is being trained from birth to neutralize any threats in the school because she is the next heir to the Psycho family fortune, the biggest tech company in all of Japan, in all of Nihon. <laughs> Her father, and I guess that's his wife. Yep, that's what it says. Uh, the Psycho Corporation. The Psycho Corporation. Psycho. Megami Psycho. The Psycho. Uh, yep, exactly. A significant portion of the Psycho Corp success can be attributed to its founder's extremely strict hiring policies. He insists on employing none of the brightest minds. So this girl has an IQ of above 140. Um, uh, multiple doctorates from a <laughs> prestigious <laughs> university and is his secretary. Uh, he, but Psycho wouldn't even consider proposing marriage to her until he confirmed that she was not carrying any invisible flaws. So he analyzed her DNA and studied her family's medical history. Okay. So he's the, so she's the perfect woman. Right. So there is eugenics in the world of can eugenics in yonder. It's great. Okay. Uh, Okay, we've got, all right, who is, oh no. What? Genka Kunahito. What if it sounds like, it's like cunt, it's supposed to be cunt. <laughs> it sounds like the word yeah, cunt. Kunahito, cunt. Is the guidance counselor, do you know anything about the guidance counselor? Oh, she's counselor? got big tits. <laughs> she's a strict disciplinarian. Uh, the player can weasel out of a punishment by deceiving Genka with a lie uh, Jeopardy schools don't have detention. Uh, Genka will punish the player by suspending them from school. There's also this fantastic animation if you get in trouble where Genka like slams her hand on her desk and leans forward. So her, she's got like six inches of cleavage in the student's face. <laughs> because having big titties is really the main thing that's most important. When you're designing a game, fuck the storyline, fuck the objective, fuck the mechanic. You got to have big fucking tits on all of your games. Now, Sriracha, I'm going to ask you for, to do me a favor. Can we switch places real quick? Yeah, sure. I'd like you to look at this character sheet and just make sure, get all your opinions out about these characters now, please. <laughs> Or if you want, you just pull it up on your phone. Now, all right, cool. Hello, everybody. We're back, and I'm mysterious now. <laughs> Maybe I was mysterious the whole time. Uh. I take a lipstick and just smear it all over. My no, face. I don't want to do that. Okay. I will not give you lipstick to smear all over your face. Just talk about these stupid characters. So I got the club leaders too. The club leaders are pretty good. Now, as you probably guess, Asurito is the uh, leader of the sports club. But there's also some other big titty characters. <laughs> <laughs> For example, we have Yukia, Yukia Ingenkia, 
which I, I have no fucking idea what the, how that you would even pronounce that, but I'm sure it's some stupid pun, uh, who is the president of the gardening club. Would you like to guess the size of her titties? Medium? Nah, they're pretty big. Oh, I thought, okay, something you've taught me about anime is that there's always a variety of cup sizes because there's a variety of perverts. Does everyone in Dairy Chain just have big breasts? Uh, pretty much. All the important characters that you're supposed to want to have sex with have huge breasts. Wow. There's also, so you know how the first rival's name's Osana? Have we talked about Ribaru yet? No. Oh my god. Okay. So, there's the first rival in the game is Osana, right? And it would be way too easy for you to just walk in and shoot Osana in the head. Right, that'd be too easy. Just like in Hitman, that's why everybody when they play Hitman immediately walk up to their target, shoot them in the head, and then run. <laughs> Way too easy. Fuck that. You can't have your first rivalry or your first uh, love interest be easy to eliminate. So he installed another character named Ribaru Fumetsu. Do you want to guess what that word is? R- okay, Ribaru. Rival. What was the last name? Fumetsu. I think that's probably just the Japanese translation of something. But Ribaru is <laughs> your, your rival. And Ribaru is best friends with Osana. And she's also physically invincible to all attacks because she is a black belt of karate. And so if you try to, you know, like, it's impossible for you to overpower her and kill her. Because she's just that awesome. You're you're talking about these characters and their abilities as if this game is done. It's not done, right? Oh, it's not even ten percent of the way well, done. Then what the, why are you, why do you know so much about <laughs> the fucking rock paper scissors game mechanics of a game that doesn't exist? It kind of exists. Rivaru is here, and uh, Osana. There's just nobody else yet. So this high school has two characters in it. No, there's other characters. I mean, there's no other rivals that you would have to murder to win the heart of Senpai. But when the full game gets here, which it definitely is, guys, before, <laughs> before we all die, there will definitely be a Yandere simulator. You're going to have different rivals each week. And Yandere Dev also doesn't want you to just uh, murk everybody the first week. So they come in in different weeks. Like the first week, only Osana is in the school besides all the other classmates. And the next week, there's some like stupid bullshit excuse like, oh, um, I was sick the first week of school so now she's here just so you don't go and just paint the walls red with all the rivals the first so you don't just pull a Nico at the grocery store <laughs> exactly okay so Ribaru follows the sun around pretty much everywhere and she's invincible to all physical attacks like if you try to stab her she'll spin around and catch your hand and be like I'm not gonna let you hurt me and then break your fucking arm I swear to god um, you can't distract her like you with other students. You could do things like whistle and they'll like look around like, oh, what's that? But no, she's laser focused at all time. Thanks to her master martial arts training. And she will not be uh, you can't get her away from Osana at any point unless you follow the very specific set of instructions that Yadrida wants you to do to get Osana away from Ribaru. <laughs> I'll never be able to get a picture of this girl's panties. 
She sounds unpantyshottable. Yeah, let me read you. Let me read you the description of Ribaru. <clears throat> exactly one year before Yandere Simulator takes place, Ribaru was the president of the Martial Arts Club. She was a very good teacher and taught many students self-defense, even if they weren't actually members of the club. Many students underestimated Ribaru due to her cute and girly appearance and gigantic tits. <laughs> it says that? No. God damn it. A lot of students challenged her to duels, believing that they could easily defeat her. But she never lost a single match. She was very proud of her 100% kill streak. It earned her the nickname, the indestructible rival. Ribaru's star pupil was Budo. Budo Masuta, <laughs> who is the current. Budo Masuta, so Judo Master. Budo Masuta. Oh, I'm sorry. That's completely different. I apologize. You're welcome. Was Budo. Budo learned many things from his sensei, Ribaru, and held an immense amount of respect for her. At the end of the semester, Budo unexpectedly challenged Ribaru to a duel. She accepted his challenge. This is all backstory for a game that does not exist. And yet. will never exist, ever. <laughs> no, guys, it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the semester, Budo unexpectedly challenged Ribaru to a duel. She accepted his challenge, and everyone's surprise, Budo defeated Ribaru, shattering the 100% win streak that she had worked so hard to maintain. However, Ribaru was not angry when she was defeated. She was relieved. For a long time, she just wanted to stop practicing martial arts and pick up another hobby, but she felt obligated to keep practicing martial arts because of her win streak. Now that her streak was broken and one of her own students had surpassed, she felt like it was finally okay to quit martial arts. Ribaru resigned as the club president and promoted Budo to the position of club leader. All of her pupils were very sad to see her go. But they Is were... any of this relevant to <laughs> being a girl who stalks and murders other girls? Uh, no, but it is relevant to be like, hey, who's this stupid bitch following my target around? All the It's like in Hitman, if there was a bodyguard that you could not kill that just followed your target around all the time. Why can't I just shoot Ribaru with a gun? I don't think there are guns in this game. You could try to stab her with a oh, katana. It's Japan. Yeah. They don't have guns over there. No. Okay. All her pupils were very said there's more, believe it or not. No, I believe it. But they respected her decision, accepted Budo as their new club president. After the school semester ended, Ribaru made a new friend, Osana Najimi. They spent a lot of time with one another and quickly became the best of friends. In fact, the two grew so close that they even started to wear matching accessories. Okay, now Sriracha's <laughs> making it. A- a hand motion. They know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, but to, to those who may be listening to the audio version of this, <laughs> she's making a hand. She's making a lesbian hand. Sure, please keep, please keep going. At the point in time when Yandere Simulator takes place, it is extremely rare to see Osana without Ribaru at her side. The two of them have become almost inseparable. And even though she's not partisi martial arts anymore, Ribaru is still in peak physical condition and is more than capable of breaking bones in order to protect herself and her friends. That means that the safest place in the school is by Ribaru's side. <laughs> Every time you say the word Ribaru, I die a little bit. So I not die a lot. I get, I gain, you, th- some of that uh, life force gets directly translated to me. Yeah, I was wondering where it was going. When okay. I, you say that and I say, Acerito. <laughs> They're so bad, right? This is, get it all out of your system. <laughs> this is the, look, God, thank goodness I found a way to monetize you talking about this game. <laughs> 
which is to do a show called The Loudest Podcast. Did you know that Yandere Dev's mom or Yandere, Yandere the girl's mom was also Yandere? What? It, what? What? <laughs> Ryoba Aishi is the mother of Ayano Aishi, the protagonist of Yandere Simperator. Ryoba attended the same school as her daughter in the late 80s. She has lived in the same neighborhood for her entire life. She's a cheerful and friendly woman who seems to get along with everyone. She's also a very private woman and never talks about herself and never divulges many details about her occupation, but she's always willing to talk for hours about her husband and how much she loves him. Okay. What you're doing is you're actually telling me a much more interesting game, which is like a 35-year-old Japanese woman Killing other 35 to 45-year-old Japanese women in her town that look at her husband crossways. Uh, you're getting closer to what the point of this character is. Um, there's actually a mode, or there obviously this doesn't exist yet, but it will when the game comes out before we all die. There's going to be a mode called 1980s mode, which is basically the exact same thing as Yandere Simulator, but her mom is the protagonist, and oh, there's no cell phones because it's 1980. That's the only difference. Pretty much. That's it. Pretty much. You, you kill people with Rubik's cubes and shit. Yeah, you smash. Use a slap bracelet, slit someone's wrist open with Walkmans. Yeah, you just smash a Sony Walkman over someone's head. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You spray a can of off that's just full of DDT down <laughs> someone's throat. Just. Feed someone paint <laughs> chips with the paint as asbestos in it. I was going to say, you just poison their bento with asbestos lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> we and- thought it was a good idea. We really, we, were, we really thought, we were like, this is great. All the walls are fireproof. And so are our babies' insides because <laughs> they love the sweet, sweet taste of lead, of lead paint. It's so good. They just eat it and it's sweet. And then your kid shuts up maybe forever. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the end of our Yandere Simulator lesson. Now, what do you think about it? Are you excited for the game to come out now? No. This game... You don't need to lie. Yes? No. No. Listen. This game is weird. If you follow this game, you're weird. It's a game by freaks for freaks. Pretty much. I hope this game never comes out. Because the moment it does... The moment he says, God help me, I'm going to play this game because that nurse looked really hot. Don't worry, guys. It's going to come out. We just need to be patient. Can I? Can't <laughs> I just? Is there a way I can just seduce these other rivals? It's like, forget this guy. Who cares about this guy? I want to hook up with that nurse. I want to hook up with that teacher. That athlete girl seems pretty cool. You can. There's a mode where they can, because you don't have to kill them. Good. You can also use non-lethal methods to get rid of them. Like um, you can befriend them and then politely ask them not to have sex with senpai. And they'll be like, ah, shucks. We're such good friends. So you can't seduce them. No, you can't have sex with them. That Listeners, back me up on this. That's a much better game. Like, you get all these girls to fall in love with you and hook up with you. And then that frees up Senpai's dick. And then you got a poly thing happening with the whole school. What's, can't, can't we put down the war for just one video game? Put down the katanas and the martial arts and just have some cute girls having a cute girl time. Why can't we love our Ribaroos instead of killing our Ribaroos? Ribaroos seems pretty cool. She's Ribar- in peak physical condition. And also, she's tired of being the best. 
I'm tired of being the best comedian and having the best podcast. You don't think it's like a huge weight on my shoulders to have to do the loudest podcast each week? I know. It's hard. It's no hard one else could do, no one else could do it. It's got to be me. It's got to be a stereo's Pocono. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, hopefully we will hear more about Yandere Deb in 2039 when the game comes out. It's coming out. We will be right <laughs> back after this with more of the loudest podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the loudest podcast. I've become addicted to 4chan. Why? I, I, what do you mean, why? Why does someone become an alcoholic? Why does someone start putting heroin in their arm? Why does anyone do anything, Sriracha? Why are you on 4chan in the first place? I just, I wanted to see what it was. Everyone's always talking about this 4chan, this 4chan thing. Oh, channers, oh, Anon, this, and oh, cue that. And like, I went on 4chan a long time ago when I was a kid. I saw some like weird, awful porn. So I hadn't gone on for like 10 years. Oh, but I would like, you know, it's like Biden was a new president. And I was like, mm, let me see how slash Paul is reacting to this. That sounds like a perfect plan for a guy who's sensitive about things like that. Well, let me tell you right now. They were very upset that Joe Biden won. They're not happy about this at all. One in quotes. <laughs> They're putting a lot of quotes on a lot of things. First off. They are not big fans of my friends in the Jewish community. No, they are very much not. And you know, all of the actors in the TV show Family Matters, oh, as a matter of fact, I don't think they'd want those people in their family at all. <laughs> it's uh, real bad. It's real bad on Slash Poll. It's real bad. I don't like it. But I'm getting into arguments there. And I'm like posting stuff that's like triggering people and I'm kicking off all these big threads. Cause here's the thing about me, Stairs Coconuts, I can't go on Twitter and just start arguing about Trump and drone strikes and tax rates and things like that. It's like, I'm a comedian. It's my job to be funny. Yeah, like, be funny. Don't just say politics. If you just want to say politics, host a news show. That's the thing that like in the past, like since Trump became president. All the people on Twitter that I follow that used to make jokes, they now just post their political opinions. They just opinions. say politics and it's bullshit. It's like you got to at least try to sneak a joke in there. Right. You got to try. You got to try. Just big fact, little joke. They're not even doing little joke anymore. It's like people that are like people that host web shows that review sci-fi and anime series from the 90s are all just like... You know, we're, the, the things are because this is exactly like when the shadows took over Babylon 5. This is exactly like when President Clark and EarthGov set up the, set up the Homeland Initiative. And it's just like, it, it, you know, I'm look, I, I'm following you so you can tell me when the next Babylon 5 directed DVD movie is. Not so you can remind me that we're fucked. Right. Like, I am even from a scummy Dumbocrat <laughs> like me. Like, I don't want to hear it. I know Orange Man bad. I don't want to hear it all day. And you're not making, they all like to act like some kind of fucking martyr when they do it too. Like, oh, I am expressing the predominant opinion of Hollywood. I'm really putting myself out there right now, guys. Fuck you. Just give me my anime content. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. So, like, I can't. But on 4chan, I'm anonymous, which is why they call them Anon, I found out. And so, I'm just there. I'm talking about marginal tax rates and Biden's over, Biden signing executive orders, and I'm free. I'm like free to just like 
diarrhea out on my political opinions. You don't have to be funny on 4chan. None of them are. In fact, they're very offensive. Yeah, no, it's great. I love 4chan. I love 4chan because you could say, it's like airport rules. You could say absolutely any, or not say, but you know how when you're in an airport, you could do whatever the fuck you want. You want to just go to sleep on the floor? Fine. You want to drink a beer at nine in the morning? Sure, go ahead. We have three bars open. 4chan is like that. Oh, you could say just whatever the fuck you want. You know how... Like, when you're in a hotel room, everything is a napkin. You can, like, get away with getting crumbs and God knows what else on any surface in that hotel room. That's what 4chan is. You can say the words and you can call people names that you could not call them on the loudest podcast. I'm telling you right now. Or in the Discord. Don't get ideas. Don't you dare do that in the Discord. But on 4chan... This is mob rule. Oh yeah, it's a all you can eat buffet of slurs. <laughs> yeah, so I have had to stop going on 4chan because I I was going there like every night for a week, getting into arguments with people, and I was just like, Steris, this is very unhealthy. But I did find out something really important about the election. What? That I was stolen? Well, I mean, obviously that's I mean that's important, but we all know that. Yeah. Um so, you know, Q, right? Q. Everyone's like on the 20th, they're going to arrest Joe Biden on the steps of the Capitol. That's what I love about these cute people is like the day comes, it passes, and they're like, yes, call according to plan. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. So, like, you know, they kept saying, Q kept saying, like, the Supreme Court's going to fix this and we're going to be fine. And Q kept saying, like, Trump's going to do martial law and it's going to be fine. And then and then on the 20th, like, it kept getting pushed back. The 20th is like, the Supreme Court is going to pull out handcuffs and arrest these people. The military is already taken over. There'll be a short period of military law and then Trump will be installed as emperor for life. And then when that didn't happen on the 20th, they started saying, well, actually, Q talked about 10 days of darkness. So on the 30th, this is going to happen. And then someone else is saying, well, actually, Q measures days in 12-hour periods, not 24-hour periods. So the, so the 20th is actually March 4th, and that's when they're going to arrest Joe Biden. My dad was texting me about that. My dad is apparently Q, one of his insulated boomer like uh, a bunch of boomers somewhere are trapped in a hot car on Facebook and my dad has decided to join them he was texting me he's like don't go outside today I'm like why he says because there's going to be a nationwide power outage Mm -hmm. and oh he told me to fill the bathtub up with water because uh, everything, like all civil services, we're going to be, it's going to be like basically the purge, yeah. but only for 10 days. So Q can, or Trump can personally arrest all the pedophiles in the government or something. I didn't really follow the story. All I know is I was supposed to go buy a bunch of bottles of water. <laughs> they call that something, they call it like the life threatening event. Like, I don't know if that's the exact phrase, but they were like, and then when the threatening event occurs and the power goes out and the this and the that and all the TV is going to just be that old Native American test pattern from 1950, then the military will take over. Like, but I found out actually this was right. Oh, shit. Like, the, like the thing is we can sit here and make fun of these people, but like, actually, so this was uploaded to 4chan uh, on the uh, 20. 20- on the 21st at 1106 a.m. The plan was enacted over the weekend. Oh, shit. Only you never saw it. Biden, his cabinet, and tons of both Democratic and Republican senators and other officials were arrested. Proof of their vast crimes was shown. They were court-martialed and found guilty. 
However, it was decided that this was too much for the American people to accept. Overturning the election and showing the crimes of these politicians could lead to civil war. So an agreement was reached. Biden and other deep state elements will be allowed to move freely and serve their terms. President Trump would, quote, concede and leave office. But this is all for appearances. Behind the scenes, Donald J. Trump is still president. This plan, known as Shadow Prez, was seen as a last resort. But it worked. Anything that happens in the next four years <laughs> is actually President Trump's doing. Hashtag Shadow Prez. Hashtag Shadow Prez. Hashtag Shadow Prez. Wow. Trump has really reversed a lot of his stances. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because Trump banned trans people from the military. Yeah. Which is why we're drinking this apple cider vinegar today. Because on Monday, Biden is reversing that ban. Uh, 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 Trump is reversing Trump's ban. Ah, truly four-dimensional chess. This is 5D chess. Where <laughs> does the pawn go? Ah, yes. <laughs> Move my little chess ah, pieces. Yes, the power did not go out, just according to plan. <laughs> Follow the trust of plan and on two more weeks. <laughs> yes, shadow press. So when Biden stopped wall construction, it's because Trump stopped wall construction so that the Mexicans will try to sneak in and then boom, double wall maybe. Yeah, I got, Shadow Prez. I got a question about Shadow Prez. Of course. Okay. So Biden is a pedophile or a pedophile enabler. Yeah. And he is, but they're all going to let him pretend to serve his term. Yeah. Just to keep up appearances. Mm -hmm. Now, after that, because they did install Trump as emperor for life mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. or is he just getting an extra term? Well, I mean, it's Trump's second term. You know, I mean, it's like, he's fine. You can serve I, two terms constitutionally. I know, but the Q said that he would be installed as go uh, emperor for life. Yes. So is he emperor for life or is he just serving a second term? You know what? I'm not sure. But it, it, here's what I would do if I were Q. Finish the second term and then you can do emperor for life after that. Right. My question is, are we still going to bother having an election just for show after Joe Biden? Oh, yes. Oh, we'll have elections for show to keep the people docile. To keep the sheep in line. And maybe Kamala Harris will run against Mike Pence and maybe Kamala will win. But the whole time, both Pence and Kamala. Who's pulling their strings? Shadow Prez. Shadow Prez. So Not listen. my Shadow President. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the other thing about how they switched bodies? Would you care to explain that for listeners or should I? Yeah, no, the, my, this is another one of my dad's theories. <laughs> okay. So Joe Biden is a pedophile, blah, blah, blah. He stole the election, blah, blah, blah. But they don't want to cause a civil war. So what they did is they decided to replace Joe Biden's face with uh, Donald Trump's face and Donald Trump's face with Joe Biden's face. So they've swapped faces. So when you look on your television and you see Joe Biden, what you're actually seeing is Trump in like a Joe Biden suit. Oh, my God. And when God. you see somebody stuffing their face with loaded potato skins at Mar-a-Lago, that's not Trump. That's Joe Biden and his new life that he's consigned to. Okay. Now, obviously, the first thing is uh, Trump weighs about three Joe Bidens. How did they do? Did Trump immediately go on a big diet plan? And did they force feed Joe Biden taco bowls from Trump Tower where they make the best taco? They bowl? did force feed Joe Biden uh, taco bowls. And then they had the best 
plastic surgeons in the entire world because they had to do a full face transplant. Of course, yes. You don't think they could fuck up some liposuction or something? Oh, that's brilliant. You just put the needle in Trump's gut and you put the tube in Biden's. And then it just caused a transplant. Exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. It was an ideal transplant. It can't went off without a hitch. So Trump will be president. And then I assume next time we get a new president, that will also be Trump. Wow. Okay. The things he does for our country. It's crazy. It's fantastic. He, uh, this guy, Trump loves America so much that he has his own face ripped off <laughs> and all his fat sucked out. And he's letting a pedophile hang out at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And fuck his wife, presumably. Presumably so. Wow. The thing. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going on 4chan every night. This is too important. I mean, if you have to argue about politics somewhere, do it on 4chan. No, no, that's where you should do it. I mean, please don't do it on Twitter. Oh, my God. All right. We'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Hell yeah. The Boss. The Boss. The Boss Baby Fan Club. 17 past the hour here on the Boss Baby Fan Network. This is your host, Danny Waxman, and we're taking a call from Lester in Tampa Bay. Hello, Lester. Hi, Danny. Uh, or Mr. Waxman. Danny's fine. Danny? Yes. Hi, Danny. Uh, I'm Lester. Um, I just want to know how you reconcile the Boss Baby TV show versus the Boss Baby movies, because the way I see them, they're completely different. Boss Baby. So, so Lester, your your argument is that you would see, say, Boss Baby back in business as existing in a different universe from the Boss Baby film. Yes. Um, I'd also include Boss Baby family business. And, and the reason I'm asking is for fan fiction purposes. Sure. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll answer that question with another question. Um, I'll throw in the book, too. Where do you see the book fitting into this? I didn't even think about the book. You oh, have to you, you have to think about the book, Lester. This is where it all came from. This is Boss Baby's Constitution. Text. This is the original yeah. text. Yeah. How how did the founders want this Boss Baby looked at? So let's run through what we've got. We've got the book Boss Baby. We've got the movie Boss Baby. We've got the short films. That's Boss Baby and Tim's Treasure Hunt Through Time, Boss Baby Back in Business, and the interactive Netflix experience, Boss Baby Get That Baby. Those are all the things you have, to, you, have, you have to reconcile them all, Lester. That's what? You have to reconcile them all. Now, I think the best way to do this is for you to, are you taking notes? Right, right now? Yeah, you you should be, everyone should be taking notes right now. So get, get your nearest piece of paper or back of an electric bill or something to write this down, okay? You want me to run through them again? No, no, no. I know my boss, baby. Okay, that's boss, baby, the book. Boss Baby and Tim's Treasure Hunt Through Time, Boss Baby uh-huh. Back in Business, and the interactive Netflix experience, Boss Baby Get That Baby, and you've got the films and the books. Okay, so what have you got? So here's what I got. I'm gonna, uh, the book is BBB, and, and the movie is TBB and BBFB, and the shorts and TV are BB and TTHTTBBBIB. And the interactive Netflix experience, BB Get That Baby. Now, wouldn't you call the interactive Netflix experience... I-N-E-B-B-G-T-B? Yeah, you're right. I would, Danny. I, I, I would. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, write that down. I-N-E-B-B-G... Oh, okay. I-N-E-B-B-G-T-B. Sorry, I'm just so nervous. Right. This is such a... And a you and boss, baby, obviously. Right. 
now we have our notes, so we're so yeah. set. Yeah. So, what's what's the answer to my question? Oh. Uh, yeah, they're all the same. Thanks for calling, Lester. We'll be back with sports after this. The Boss Baby Fan Club. I mean, I don't want to call anybody an idiot, but when you see an idiot, you got to call him an idiot. Yeah, okay. Oh, Lester, are you still on the phone? Yeah. Oh. So we'll be right back with traffic after this? No, Lester, sports! Idiot! The Boss Baby Fan Club. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Big 100th anniversary. We wanted to have big guests joining us right now. It's Mimi Yori and Lime Jinjo, a.k.a. Lime Jinjo 420, a.k.a. Weezer Fan 420, Boo 420. They're back. The people behind the ape sticker, the gorilla sticker, they're back. Welcome back, Lime and Mimi. Hey. Hi. Now we got a. We were thinking for this big hundredth episode, we wanted to make another stick, cash out on. I mean, make another piece of artwork yeah. with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds good. All right, excellent. Now you guys are Gen Zers. You're you're uh, you're you're hip. You're with it. You know what the kids like. Do you have any pitches to start off? Um, I have one pitch. Oh, I'd love to hear I, I it. Came up with right now. Um. So right now, it's a very political climate on Twitter and on social media. Yes. And I was thinking that it would be good if we came up with a sticker that had a, a political um, slant to it. And the Zoomers love Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair with the mittens, right? You guys seen they that? do. They love Bernie Sanders in the chair. And they also love the grill centrist guy. You know, the guy yeah. that just says, I just want a grill. The grill pill <laughs> guy. I yeah, love him. Now I noticed I noticed lime ginger that you sighed just now. What, what was that for? Oh no, I, I was just breathing. Haha. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I was as humans, we love Bernie Sanders and his comfy mittens <laughs> and his his ugly coat. It you do. Same yes, coat. It's ugly. It's the same coat he was wearing in the other meme. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, who do who do Zoomers love more than Bernie Sanders? Uh, I would say Bell Delphine? question. Bell Delphine? Yeah. Deb Bush. Imagine. That's Deb true. We do love Jeb Bush. Oh, could we incorporate somehow Jeb Bush doing like the, the from the meme? Have you seen like 100% Jeb? <laughs> Everybody in the country yeah. votes for actually, Jeb. Can um, we incorporate that somehow? Yeah, actually, uh, on, on my personal Facebook page, I changed my banner a couple weeks ago to a photo of uh, Jeb Bush over a map that says 100% Jeb, and it's the entire world yellow, unlike <laughs> an election map. And I got a text from my mom after I did. She was like, what's up with the weatherman on your bio or on your banner? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was your first mistake, Lime Jinjo, was adding anyone you know from your family on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, ahead. Mimi, I... I'd love yeah. to hear. So it's, it sounds like we got a couple of pieces here. We got the Bernie meme. We got mm-hmm. Jeb Bush. How are you going to put these two together to make us a sticker that will sell? I think um, people are really mad about their stimulus money. People want the <gasps> fucking money. I think the slogan for the 
the um, bumper sticker should be like, give me my fucking money, you old boomer, decrepit dinosaurs. You know? What if we said, Bernie Jeb, 2024, give us our fucking money, you decrepit boomer. I mean, I like this. I like what I'm hearing. All right. So it's Jeb, Jeb's head on Bernie's coat, mitten wearing body in the chair, but in front of the map that's piss yellow. So we know it's the Jeb map. Jeb, Bernie Jeb or Jeb Bernie? Uh, what do you think? Who's going to live longer? Probably Jeb, right? Probably Jeb. Jeb Bernie, give me my fucking $2,000. I think we need to be specific. Give me my fucking two. Oh, I was going to say free government money. Oh, no, that's even better. Give me my fucking free government stimulus money, you old decrepit boomer dinosaur fucks. Yes. What do you think about this, Lime? Um... I think uh, Gen Zers like to use the word stimmy to describe what? a stimulus check. That is true. They do love the word stimmy. Give me my free government stimmy mom- mommy milkies. I don't they know. They love mommy milkies. They do love the mommy milkies. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Mimi. Can you repeat that? I said with also big penis. They all, do they yeah. want big penis? Do you have yeah, you seen that meme? That meme of Pete Buttigieg. He goes, "Now we need to make a country that supports both big titty mommy milky and mommy with penis." Oh, that's great! <laughs> it's My great God, stuff. I need this. <laughs> My God, I need this. Okay, no, this is honestly like I don't have any more notes. Like I really like this as a sticker. Can we? <laughs> let's do this. Let's mark this one down. As are probably going to make a sticker. Let's just riff some others real quick. Oh, now, I know. Oh, please. I know that the kids like, you guys got to tell me if the kids still like this. Mm-hmm. Because despite what you opened this segment with, I'm very much not a Gen Zer. <laughs> um, do the kids still like cover yourself in oil memes? Or is that play yes. out? Yeah. Yes, yes, we, we still like that. Okay. Do you know the cover yourself in oil meme? I don't. Do you remember troll comics or troll physics? That's what we used to call it. No, I'm sorry. Okay, so there was troll comics, right? Uh-huh. And it would be like, put a battery on the top, or put buttered toast top up on your cat, and buttered toast top up on the bottom of the cat, and then, because buttered toast always lands face down, infinite energy. <gasps> oh, I've seen this with the, where you can cover yourself in oil and fly on the raindrops. Yes. No, yes. I know. Thank you, guys. Sorry, I'm a little slow. So I'm thinking something with... I think step one of the bumper sticker should be cover yourself in oil. (laughs) Okay. Now here's why I like this. We sell four bumper stickers this way. You have to get all four to get the whole comic. Sure. So now, now we're making $40. I love this, but keep going. Oh, that's all. That's all my contribution for this one. (laughs) Okay. Step one, cover yourself in oil. Okay. I like it. Step two, buy cover yourself in oil bumper sticker, put on car. Step three, Big mommy milky girl drive up next to you, go like your sticker, step four married. Step four, Robert Downey Jr. and he says he is going to have sex with that woman. <laughs> That's this is all great. This is all good. Okay. Did I like that. like that meme. The one of Robert Downey Jr. explaining jokes. Yes. Okay, He's good. Like, um, I'm stuff. He's like, what? Sorry? I'm, I'm stuff. stuff. Oh, yeah, no, because they would say, sorry, I'm late. I'm doing stuff. And then Robert Downey Jr. is like, I'm stuff. The implication being that the person in the beginning of the comic was having sex with him. I'm stuff. Yes, now I get it. Thank you. Okay. I I had an idea for a sticker, 
and it just says unironic hollow live fan impact <laughs> font black text on white none of the hollow live girls nothing else it's just like I want every inch of this sticker to tell people that you like Hollow Live. Lime, Mimi, what do you think? Would that sell? I think I think Lime should answer this one. He's he's a big fan of Hollow Live, especially Amelia Watson, which uh, he wanted to buy this this pillow of Amelia Watson, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Didn't you, Lime? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Watson, she's the she's the Sherlock Holmes hollow liver. She'll yes. get to the bottom of the case of the missing cuddles. Man, yeah, uh, finding- I, wanted to, I wanted to buy the Amelia Watson birthday uh, pillow, throw pillow, but mm-hmm. my evil my evil bitch girlfriend <laughs> who oh. shall not be named. Mm. Was like, no, you can't buy that. You can't buy that because she's real, so you can't. She's not real. She's a virtual YouTuber. It's, it's fucked ri- up. It's ridiculous. Well, and okay, wait. Let's do. Let's take a moment. Right let's take a moment. And do some couples counseling here, uh, <laughs> Mimi. What's your? Is your problem with the Hollow Live pillow that you think Dick's fucked up? That he's going to have a pillow of another girl okay. on his bed, okay. or do you? Are you? Yeah, f- are you mad at it because, like, from an ethical perspective, they shouldn't be? Mon- tell. Th- uh, Amelia Watson is basically the same as Pokimane, in in my humble opinion. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna do be not compare my do not compare my goddess to that wench. <laughs> that three D wench. Uh, uh they're they are putting on like an anime girl persona, but they're streaming constantly, so their real personality shines through. So it's basically like wanting a pillow of Pokimane. Do you know what I mean? Uh, now, now here's what I might say is like, uh, if if Lime wanted the voice actress on a pillow, I would agree with you. But Amelia Watson is a CGI detective anime girl who doesn't exist and mm-hmm. poses no threat to you as a it's romantic not, rival. It's different than a voice actor, though, because they are the character. There it's, is no Amelia Watson. Amelia no, Watson is not a... No, but they, Amelia Watson isn't real. She can't hurt you. No, I, I, I get what she's I get what she's saying because there Thank also you. is no Sarantia, but I'm clearly here and th- this ain't no fucking character. <laughs> yeah, but if I, I could sell Sarantia body pose, I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Daddy needs his money. Oh, I'm sorry, Lime, what was that? I get what she's saying, but it's ridiculous and dumb. I mean, you're, that is your opinion, dude. <laughs> okay, well, what about no. this? Let's compromise. Let's compromise. <laughs> what about a sticker that says, my girlfriend wouldn't let me get an Amelia Watson body pillow. So instead, <laughs> I got this passive aggressive sticker to complain about it. That's a good one. I think that's, and that then- caters to a really specific audience. So I'm not sure how the fans of the loudest podcast are going to. All right. It's time for me to step up. I got some Gen Z ideas. Tell um, me. All right. This is this is really funny Gen Z meme. Yeah, this this funny little cat. You guys know Bingus? <laughs> Dude, it's this little bald cat. Um, it's so funny and all oh, Asterio oh, Sarancha. You guys know who Corpse Husband is? Um, I think that is a Twitch person. Yeah, uh, and he plays Among Us with his boys, and they talk about the cat Bingus. 
we need to make a Bengus corpse husband sticker. Okay. 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 Just pay me. The, I don't need to know who these people are. All I need to know if it'll sell and it sounds like it'll sell. Just tell okay. me exactly what's on the sticker. Okay. Big impact font that says mm-hmm. when the Bengus is sus. When you Google corpse husband, first, just the first image result. Um, mm-hmm. First image result, when you Google Bengus, um, a picture of a crewmate from Among Us. <laughs> and then, um, you want to play just, German? You know, yeah, the, the image of the guy who's Jerma, his name's Jerma, the image of the guy um, on the when blank is sus meme. They'll be there, and uh, just as a throwback, uh, put a "I stole this from Reddit" sticker in the corner. What about uh, the Shutterstock logo? Is do the kids still like the Shutterstock logo or no? Yes. Yes. Okay, so both Shutterstock and I stole this from Reddit. What if? What about a bumper sticker that's just the Shutterstock logo? Over what? That's actually pretty good. Like a see-through, like a see-through sticker. That like the only part that isn't see-through is the Shutterstock logo. I kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Now, unfortunately, that's, actually, we, that's legitimately a good idea. A yeah, good idea. I know. I'm a marketing professional. Now, we have it's several so stickers here. We have several stickers on the table. Unfortunately, guys, we got to go because uh, we got our next caller uh, who's about to call in. But I think here's what we'll do. We will put these stickers as a Twitter poll. On my Twitter account, twitter.com slash stereos. You go to that poll. You vote. And the may the best sticker win. Can Mimi. I throw one last idea in real quick? Of course, sure. you got one minute. Okay, okay. So, so meme cats on the internet—they're kind of like Pokemon. There's two versions of them. You got the bald cat Bingus, but there's also this cat with long ears named Big Floppa. So we have to oh, make two Floppa. sides. We have to make a sticker that's the exact same, except it says when the big floppa is sus. No, actually, better idea. It says, I love it when you call me big floppa. And that's really um, the strong. The sticker at the bottom says, fuck big floppa. And the big floppa sticker <laughs> at the bottom says, fuck bingus. So this is really. And, and, then, and there you go. We sold three stickers. That's a three pack. I can't wait. This is fantastic. Now, Mimi. Uh, I know you've just started a, a couple of pretty cool web comics. Can you give people your Twitter so they can follow you? Okay, my Twitter is underscore Mimiori, M-I-M-I-Y-O-R-I. And then my Instagram's the same thing. On Twitter, I started um, two web comics, uh, Memento Mimiori and also Serendipity. And Serendipity is also on Webtoon. So go ham. Yeah. Memento Mimiori makes me laugh. I love it. I keep <laughs> retweeting. I, there's nothing Mimiori does that I don't immediately retweet. I'm like, damn, she got me again. Her science is too tight. And of course, you know, you can always hear me and Lime Jinjo on the Lime and the Coconuts every month. But if you want to hear a little more about Lime, of Lime Jinjo's work, you can go to thebroskies.com. Isn't that right, Lime? Yeah, also check out my girlfriend's comic on Webtoon. That's it. Sounds great. Guys, thank you so much. Happy 100th anniversary to us. We will be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, We're bringing back one of our favorite segments, Am I the Asshole? Everybody loves Am I the Asshole? The Loudest Assholes. I forget what we call this segment. <laughs> uh, But someone posted something in our Discord, and I just I just had to, I had to, I, I we had to take a look at this. Um. So, Rachel, would you mind reading it, actually? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> this is, uh, am I the asshole for making an Among Us reference at my grandmother's funeral? Read before downvoting. 
Okay, and it has zero upvotes, so I guess some people have downvoted even after they read. Okay, so this happened about one week ago. My grandmother and I were really close, and she always watched me play video games. She especially likes Among Us. So the pastor read my grandma's last will, and he said something along the lines of, she is no longer among us. And because my grandma liked Among Us so much, I thought that she would have liked me pulling one last joke and because I wanted to brighten the mood because everyone looked so sad. So anyways, I said, Grandma was not an imposter and everyone looked at me in terror as if I killed her or something. (laughs) So just because my mechanism of coping is joking about stuff and nobody understood the joke, am I the asshole? Excuse my English, it's not my first language. Obviously a throwaway because my sister-in-law knows my main act. All right. Sriracha, you have the facts in front of you. Grandma loved Among Us, according to this guy. But is the funeral the time for an Among Us joke? Sriracha, is this guy an asshole? Well, first, I think this is fake as fuck. <laughs> so, what? It sounds fake You as think fuck. someone would just go on the internet and lie? I just do. lie to your face? I think they would just make up things in AITA as an attempt to gather karma, and then after they were done, they would sell that Reddit account. <laughs> well, I don't know about this. Okay, but look, let's assume it's 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 not fake. Okay, I would say, I'm going to go against the grain and say no, because this kid clearly has awkwardness or something like that. So we need to, we need to be a little more uh, accepting of people with limitations like this. So I'm going to say you're not the asshole, but you do need to go back to your social, st- your social wellness class. Okay, I'm going to say he's not the asshole for a completely different reason. Look, if grandma loved watching General Hospital and you got up there and you were like, and I'm sure grandma's watching Erica Kane's ninth wedding right now. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Everyone would love it. Oh, if grandma loved watching Bill O'Reilly, you'd be like, and I'm sure Grandma is going to be up there putting Jesus in the no spin zone. Oh, yeah. I don't think those are equivalent because yours it don't directly have to do with the fact or don't directly reference the fact that she's dead. And this kid's joke. So, you know, when you kill somebody mm-hmm. and they just die, they were not an imposter. So by saying grandma was not an imposter, he's saying, look, grandma's dead. <laughs> okay. Like, here's how I interpreted this. And maybe I interpreted it wrong because perhaps I'm a, a bit awkward myself. Imposters can die too. You put them out the airlock and they die. It's not like, oh, it's not like only non-imposters die. But it doesn't say grandma was not an imposter when imposters die. Okay. I didn't quite get. All right. But hold on. Let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. How about this? Grandma, she was as real as he gets. You could always count her to tell you what was on her mind. Grandma was not an imposter. She was the genuine article. I'm a stereos coconuts and I'm sad grandma's dead. <laughs> Grandma, grandma's dead, but I'm tish. Yeah. Hey, doesn't that sound? How did that sound? I Pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, you did a good job. Okay, so I guess what we're saying, what I'm saying is there's a way to do this. Now look, English isn't this guy's first language, which is not just something you say because you're 14 years old. And you can't write. And you're trolling. English is in this guy's first language. It's right at the bottom. 
Maybe in Polish or French or Swedish, maybe there was something lost in translation. Is that possible? Um, I don't think so. I don't know if this game is available in any other language besides English, but my guess would be that the translation would translate to video game references in every language. Okay. All right. So you think he's not the asshole because he's mentally deficient. Yes. And I think he's not the asshole because I feel like there was a way to tell this joke and make it land. Maybe. It sounds like we're both saying this guy's an asshole. No, we're saying he's not an asshole. No, it kind of sounds like we're both saying, because look, you have to be comedian to Stereos Coconuts to pull off a joke like this. You got to be a master of reading the room and writing the gags. And Sriracha, by saying this little kid, this guy is mentally deficient and couldn't help it. It's like. Look, if a baby spills the milk, yeah, he's a baby, but that's still a dick move, baby. You spill milk everywhere. I yeah. don't blame you, but you're an asshole, you little, you little booker monster. Yeah, now that you're explaining it out to me, I do agree with you because we're saying that he's mentally deficient. Like, if you kill somebody and you're mentally deficient, you still get <laughs> charged with murder. You still killed somebody. So, yeah, I think he is an asshole. He's just, we should give him a pass on this one. All right. Hey, asshole. Listen up. You strain up and fly right, you little freak. You bumped out everyone at Grandma's funeral. And the loudest podcast is enough. We owned that 14-year-old making up story. I feel pretty good about what we did. Me too. All right. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. All right. Big 100th episode. We are bringing everything back. Everything from our best and most popular shows uh we will be having a yandere dev update we will be uh hearing a little bit about uh the barbie movies this week um we are we'll be hearing from some of our favorite callers this week a garfield eats update and we'll be playing one minute D. but first now sriracha for my birthday which was back in august i asked you for one thing and it was if we could do a Family Matters-themed podcast called Family Casters. You said yes, you would do it. Okay. And time made fools of us all. You got put on jury duty. I got, I almost died eating the salmon of the TGI Fridays. But for our 100th episode, we watched a bunch of episodes of Urkel. Here comes Family Casters. We sure did. Zwick, play the Family matters theme song here. Three little orphans, one, two, three. Is that a home or a family tree? And then this horse said, live with me. Now they got their own family. They're laughing and loving and learning a lot. Every day is a dream. They were lost and now they're found. And it started a horse in a rat. That's right. We watched Family Matters. We watched four <laughs> episodes of Family Matters. Now, Sriracha, I just want to, I want to get your impressions of Family Matters. What, what, what do you think of Family Matters? Um, I think it's lame. Okay. I think it's lame. It I thinks think you're lame. I, I, I never claimed I was better than it. Okay. But uh, objectively, I think it's lame. Okay. Um, I think it's not something that I would invest a lot of time in watching. It feels like a full house ripoff. Like, right down to the sassy little two-year-old that quips one-liners. Full House became the template for, like, so many of these shows. There was a thing called TGIF. Have you ever heard of that? Thank God it's Friday. Oh, yeah, but but in reference to, like, sitcoms. No. Okay. 
There was a thing when I was a kid where ABC was like, we're putting four TGIF, we're putting four like Full House ripoffs together and we're going to play them for you every Friday night. And Family Matters was like the anchor of this. Yes. Um, So the first episode of Family Matters we watched was the introduction of uh, one of my favorite Family Matters characters. Urkelbot. Yeah, the robot that tried to murder and rape <laughs> Laura. I wouldn't use those words, but those words are 100% correct. It's just they're not my words to use. <laughs> um, yes, that did happen. So uh, so in the Urkelbot, which is uh, season three, episode seven, Family Matters, uh, uh, Steve Urkel wants to enter a robotics contest so he can win a computer for Laura. Laura wants a computer. And so he creates a robot version of himself called Urkelbot. Right. And its intelligence doubles every 18 minutes and 35 seconds. Exactly. Now, Steve says every 20 minutes, but then Urkelbot corrects him. Correct. 18 minutes, 35 seconds. And uh, now the, the Urkelbot uh, talks like Steve, walks like Steve, uh, dances, prances, unfortunately, romances like Steve. Holy the, shit, Urkel's a rapist? The moment Urkelbot... Locks eyes with sweet young Laura Winslow. He goes crazy. He goes. He he wants it. He wants it. His his circuits go crazy. He wants it. Um, Urkel, seeing that Urkelbot is going after the love of his life, uh, tries to turn Urkelbot off. But much like Doctor Frankenstein, uh, his own creation goes out of control. Mind of its own surpasses him. And, uh, and, I, and at this point in the episode of Family Matters, uh, Sriracha told me that uh, I didn't smell great and that I need to go take a shower. Yeah, you did. You smelled real bad. I, I Apparently, I because I tried to put my arm around her and she flinched. And I was like, did, what, uh-oh, did I do something wrong? Did, but then I was like, I probably smell terrible. So I went to take a shower. How did the episode end? Because you, you finished um, watching while I was in the, the shower. The episode ended with Urkelpot calling Laura, but he could imitate Urkel's voice Mm -hmm. perfectly. So he called Laura and he said, you need to come down to my basement laboratory. It's a matter of life and death. So Laura, of course, but he he said that in Urkel's voice, obviously. Mm -hmm. So she rushes down there and down there is not Urkel, but Urkel bot. And she's like, where's the emergency? You told me this is life and death. And he's like, oh, it is. But Urkel's not here. It's just you and I need you. And then the robot tries to uh, assault Laura, and then Steve Urkel jumps in, and he comes back. He's like, oh, I'll save you, and he sprays the robot with carbon dioxide, and I guess that kills it. The end. With carbon dioxide? I think it was carbon dioxide. Okay. Sprays it with some chemical. Yeah. Some, okay. Uh, how does Laura react to being saved by Steve? Because now, unfortunately, Laura's lost the computer. Right, yeah. And so she goes, and she was going to hug Steve Urkel, but instead she stops herself at the last minute and gives him a firm handshake. That's very funny! Thank you for saving my life, Steve Urkel. That's pretty good. Well, also endangering her yeah, life. exactly. <laughs> now, uh, was this the only Urkelbot-related episode of Family Matters we watched. No, believe it or not, there's two of them. <laughs> there's a second Urkelbot episode? There's a second Urkelbot episode where Urkel reprograms the Urkelbot to be a robo-cop. That's and, right. Yeah. And In the, a parody of the famous RoboCop series of films. Of course. And so the robot and 
uh, Urkel, not Urkel's dad, but Laura's father is a police officer, right? Carl Winslow, yes. Carl Winslow is a police officer. So they go and they go hang out to prove that Urkelbot can be a good police officer. They hang out in a convenience store, which happens to be robbed just as Carl Winslow is doing some very racially insensitive accents. No, look, I can't do this accent. I can't. I'll be canceled forever. Uh, just imagine... Imagine, okay, I, I can conjure an image of racism though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would like you to imagine an African American gentleman imitating, um, was that his name from The a Simpsons? A poo? A poo from uh, The Simpsons mm-hmm. and saying things like, thank you, come again. You're not going to do the voice? Of course not. No. I was trying to get you to do the voice. No, I will not do the voice. You're not going to do the voice? I was in the improv class where a guy asked, what voices can you do? And <laughs> Indian was not in there. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were in an improv class where a guy asked what accents are offensive and which ones are okay? Oh, yeah. We straight up had this conversation. We've had this conversation in the podcast. But just to recap, uh, but I took an improv class a while ago before COVID. And uh, the day before our show, the teacher was like, does anybody have any last minute questions? And the guy raised his hand and literally just straight up said, yeah, which voices can we do? And the teacher's like, what do you mean? He says, I know I can't do like Chinese, but which voices can we do? He's like, oh, which racial racial accent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what he said. He said something like, uh, I don't think it's a good idea to imitate any racial accent accents. Okay. Okay. All right. I was trying to get you to do it. I won't. You know? I, my improv teacher taught me well. No, I'm, I just want to. Now, remember, you would be casting a light on racism by doing an impression of Carl Winslow doing an impression of an Indian American convenience store owner. It It's the wokest thing you could do would be this impression. No, the wokest thing I could do is drink more apple cider for the rights of um, convenience oh. store owners. <laughs> sure. All right. Shit, that is nasty. All right, anyway. she's not doing it. I can't get her to do it. Anyway, now Carl's like, hey, why are we just hanging out at this convenience store? How do you even know this place is going to be robbed? And Urkelbot's like, the chances of this convenience store being robbed are one in three. I've been crunching the numbers and looking at the data, and this robber is operating in this specific geographic zone. And wouldn't you know it, a guy comes in and he goes, you, points to Carl Winslow with a gun, put all the money in this bag. You, points a gun at Urkel, give me a Slurpee. This is pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Now, Carl Winslow then goes, would you like paper or plastic? He says it with a thick Indian accent, which in 1992 was fine. Oh, yeah. Remember, there were so many jokes about accents you could have done. We've lost a whole genre of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the thief is like, ah, oh, this gave me the goddamn thing. And then uh, Urkelbot. Um, like goes like, hey there, Urkelbot like starts sneaking up on this thief, and Urkelbot is like dressed like a like a soda mascot, like he was behind like a bunch of soda can, and so he like slowly moves towards the thief. Thief turns around, Urkelbot freezes, pretends to be a soda mascot. Tur- uh, turns around, Urkelbot slowly moves towards the thief. Thief turns around, Urkelbot freezes. So you think Urkelbot is gonna like uh just like choke the guy out or something, like get him from behind. But then Urkelbot just like taps him on the shoulder and goes, freeze, tough guy. Uh, you're under arrest. But he's like, why are you sneaking up on him if you were just going to 
verbally if you're gonna give away the fact that like you are a, a robot cop i think the urkelbot was just scared that the guy would see a soda mascot moving and then run away before he could apprehend him oh you know what that's a very good i didn't consider that's, that's my theory that's a very good point so the uh so the thief is like well what, what are you and uh urkelbot goes i'm your worst nightmare Pretty great. Really great. Dare I say based. <laughs> Maybe this is the first thing ever to happen that was based. Daredoth? I don't know. The first thing that happened was based was probably making fire. If they could, if Ung and Grug could say based, I think they would. <laughs> no, that was pretty based. No, that's true. That's very based. And so, uh, so the guy's like, well, yeah, yeah I don't care. You're, you're going to be a dead nightmare. And he starts shooting bullets from this revolver at Urkelbot. Urkelbot catches all the bullets, crushes them up, and goes, I believe these are yours, and then drops the bullets at the guy's feet. A lot of one-liners in this life-or-death situation. And by the way, last time we saw Urkelbot, he was trying to kill Carl Winslow's daughter. Yes, he was. But Urkel said, I've reprogrammed him, now he's good. And it's like, I don't know why he tried. Look, this guy script the first time. Like, if you, if, if Dr. Frankenstein was like, I made another monster and he's totally cool, I would still be like, nah, I don't know. And it's like, no, let's give this guy a gun and deputize him to be an officer of the Chicago Police Department. Yeah, like, sure. Why not? Okay. And uh, throws the bullets at the guy's feet and <laughs> grabs the gun, like, breaking the guy's hand. Remember how the guy reacted? Yeah. Then Urkelbot lifts this criminal up by his throat and... Carries him off the ground. And I'm like, is Urkelbot going to kill this guy? Because we know he likes to kill. Right. And that's how Urkelbot cemented his status as the Family Matters character with the highest kill count. Yes, at two. But no, Urkelbot throws him on the ground. And uh, Urkelbot gives the gun to Carl. Carl points the gun at the guy. Carl handcuffs the guy. Carl's like, you're under arrest. And the, guy, and the guy's like, just get me away from this crazy robot. Oh, whatever it takes. And... So they arrest the guy. You're not going to see that on Family Matters, Sriracha. This is why I like Family Matters. There are a surprising amount of episodes where the characters' lives are directly put in danger. Yeah, now that I think about it, I've never seen an episode of Full House where Uncle Jesse almost got raped. (laughs) Yes! Season 3, episode 1. Carl goes on a treadmill for his, like, routine police officer exam or whatever, and a master criminal that Carl had previously put away in jail forever rigs a bomb to the treadmill, and if Carl stops running, the bomb will explode. Jesus Christ. Urkel has to get down there and defuse the bomb in time. This is the season for season three. That's literally a saw trap, (laughs) right? Yes, exactly. In another classic homage to speed. Now, Carl Winslow, you've seen his physique. How do you think he would do on a treadmill? Uh, Poorly. Very poorly indeed. His wife is calling him fat constantly. Another thing you won't see on Full House. These people are mean to each other. Very mean. Really are. (laughs) So, uh, so Urkelbot, but then Urkelbot decides to give up his life as a crime fighter. Uh, because he says it's too dangerous. And Urkelbot and a newly designed Laurabot decide to become ballroom dancers. And the episode ends with them, with Laurabot and Urkelbot doing like a choreographed robotic sequence. It's, right. v- it's very great. It's yeah. And all the other characters in the background doing the generic uh, 
safe for families dance. Yeah. They're just like clapping, like hee-hawing, having a good time. Yee-hawing. Yeah. So what do you think, now that you know that Family Matters often has, no, the series finale of Family Matters has Steve Urkel on a space shuttle and there's a problem upon the space shuttle. They might not, they might not make it back down to Earth. And the serious finale of Family Matters also, it's Eddie's first day on the force, and he's pinned down under gunfire. Jesus Christ. Two different characters' lives are imperiled. One up in space and one down here on the cold earth. You're not you're not gonna see this on Perfect Strangers. You're not gonna see this on Camp Wilder. You're not going to see this on any other show. This is what I like about Family Matters. Yeah, I do like the fact that there are guns in this show. Like, I think if you added guns to the Big Bang Theory, that would make it ten times better. Like, if Sheldon got a gun and brought it to work. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at this cool firearm I bought. And everybody's like, Jesus, Sheldon, put down that. What if Sheldon got a gun to stop people from going in his spot? Oh, yeah. And then in the first episode, he shoots Penny in the head. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and that would be based. All right. Uh, here's some more episodes of Family Matters where characters' lives are directly endangered. Season six, episode 10. The episode's called Flying Blind. Carl and Urkel are passengers on a charter flight. The plane is hijacked by Tony the Ferret, a crook that Carl put away several years ago, and is back for revenge. Tony the Ferret skydives out the plane, leaving Carl and Urkel to have to figure out how to land the plane. The plane is running out of gas. They don't know how to fly a plane. If they don't figure this out, they're both going to crash and die. And then, uh, are they the only ones? It's a full flight, right? No, no, no. It's just a little chart of it. It's just those two. Oh, okay. So, it's not as bad domestic terrorism. It's still terrorism. It is still domestic terrorism. What's the B plot? Eddie needs to learn how to pay a $75 electric bill. Wow. I know. That's the thing about these episodes. A plot, Urkelbot wants to kill Laura Winslow. What was the B plot for that episode? Um, I think the B plot was that guy was looking for money to pay his parking ticket or something. Yeah. B plot. Eddie has to pay a parking ticket. <laughs> something like that. I it, don't remember. It was, it was that. It was exactly that. All right. Another episode. Uh, this is season eight, episode 15, The Gun. Gang member Tony Prochapicho and her friends brutally beat up Laura over her jacket. After being arrested and let out on bail, Tony and the gang tell Laura that she can expect to be shot if she testifies against them. Laura, scared for her life, decides she needs to buy a gun for self-defense, even though Urkel begs her to reconsider. But just then, moments before Laura could go through with the gun purchase, Tony shoots her other best friend because she refused to give Tony her shoes. Fortunately, the Winslows and Steve start, save a life, turn in your gun. And Steve does a rap about saving your life by turning in a gun or other weapons. This sounds like a very special episode. Well, at the end of the episode, there is a PSA in which Kelly Williams and Julia White, all, along with the cast of the episode, talk to the audience about having a gun and how it's dangerous and how everyone should work together to stop it. <laughs> That's great. And then finally, season eight. Episodes one, two, and three, Paris Vacation. Uh, the Winslows travel to Paris, France with the help of Urkel's teleportation device, the Urk Pad. Uh, Urkel is seduced by Nicole, 
a lovely French girl whose cohort is out to steal the teleporter. So Nicole and Gilbert capture Urkel, hold him hostage inside the Paris Opera House, where he's forced to build a new teleporter. And when the Urk pad is finished, they say outright, we are going to murder you <laughs> when it is done. But then Nicole falls in love with Urkel. And Carl rescues Steve soon after. Gilbert chases Carl, Nicole, and Steve through the city. They split up the Eiffel Tower. Steve is thrown is uh Steve throws Gilbert off the Eiffel Tower. Who is who, Gilbert? The evil terrorist who wants the Irk pad. Oh, okay. So now this is how Gilbert, the evil terrorist, and Steve are fighting each other on top of the Eiffel Tower. Gilbert throws Urkel off the top of the Eiffel Tower, but thank God, Carl and Nicole activate the Urk pad on the ground. So just as Steve is about to fall to his death, he's teleported to Chicago and he lands comfortably on a couch. Wow, that is truly incredible. Family Matters. Too bad they didn't kill Urkel in real life, so I didn't have to watch Family Matters. Okay, so so this is going to be our new show. We're going to watch a couple episodes a night. There's nine seasons. We'll probably be done by 2022. What do you think? Nah, that's something I will definitely give some thought to. Well, thank you. That would be really nice. You're welcome. All right. That was Family Casters. Sriracha, thank you for making my birthday wish come true. You're welcome. Happy birthday. All yes. I want to do is talk about Urkel. How can you not? I get the feeling you don't like Urkel at all. I think he's lame. I think the whole family matters. Shtick is lame. It's an African-American science fiction action romantic comedy every week. Yeah, but it's mostly about Laura being a bitch. You think Laura's a bitch? I think she's kind of a bitch, yeah. This dude won't stop sexually harassing her for like eight seasons. He's harmless. He's just telling her she's pretty. Oh, yeah. He's harmless. Next thing you know, he invents a rubber that almost kills her. Harmless? Yeah, and she still is like, oh, can you turn yourself in the cool version so I can have sex with you without feeling ashamed? Can you explain what this is? Uh, there's another character called Stefan, or Kel, I believe his name is. That's right. Which is the cool version of Urkel. Urkel transforms himself into a cool guy named Stefan or Kel. And everybody loves Stefan, but uh, Stefan and Urkel are the same person, and Laura is real into him, but then Urkel changes back at the last minute. He can't stop it. He turns back into Urkel. Then she doesn't want to date him anymore. How does Steve Urkel transform into Stefan or Cal? Uh, he uh, he has a machine. Mm-hmm. And and which he, is powered by? I don't remember. I'm it's sorry. It's powered by Boss Sauce. Were you not paying attention no. to this at all? No. <laughs> Boss Sauce is what you get when you mix Cool Juice and Cool Juice Booster. Remember when he had the red fluid and the blue fluid and he mixed them together into the green fluid? Yeah, and then there was uh, Steve Urkel. Stefan Urkel. Yeah. I feel like you don't respect family manners. I think I will one day. All right. I'm going to keep forcing family manners down your little throat until you love it. Right. <laughs> We'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to Loudest Podcast 100 Episodes Edition. Wow, that's like, what, almost two years? Yes! That's a long-ass time. With us is another, because we had to get the biggest guest oh. on this episode, another favorite. Uh, we have Nico! Nico! Goth John Binet. Say hi! Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm just chilling. I got some bubble tea from DoorDash, and they forgot our fucking straws. <laughs> 
How do you eat bubble tea without straw? Like with a spoon? Uh, yes. That's extra a, big straw. Yeah. And like, we just like looked at the bag like more than once to like see like maybe if we shake it, it'll magically appear and it didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I love bubble tea. Mm-hmm. What's your, fa- I like the tapioca. It's the only, the only instance in which tapioca is good is in bubble tea. I don't know why it, it works in bubble tea. It does. it does. I like the little pearls. I like biting into them and having them explode in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I like that too. Me too. Okay. Well, look, speaking of explode, Nico has been waging an explosive campaign for her neat bucks on Twitter.com. Nico, last time I talked about you on this show, you had yet to be paid the $600 you were owed for living through a pandemic, you're still paying taxes. Yes. She's paying sales tax. She's paying income tax. She's going to work. They're taking money out of her paycheck. The least they could give her to survive the worst pandemic in a century is 600 goddamn dollars. Did you get your 610 bucks? I literally got it the day that um, Trump got shit canned from public office. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, she's been awarded. Now they're owing you the next round. When are we getting our next free government money? They're saying like, oh, possibly February, uh, maybe March or April. I'm like, no, now. Retroactively and then forever. Yeah, I I need free money every day. That is Yeah, I I was saying like every month, but honestly, every day, like, yeah, we deserve it. That would be even better. That it would be, be even much better. Better if they just every day you got a little tiny deposit in your bank account and said, "Hey, thanks for thanks for staying alive through this pandemic." Yeah, exactly. Four hundred thousand people have died so far. They're projecting another hundred thousand by the end of February. Can we just divide up all their money and just give it to <laughs> just a little bit a day? Why don't we just take whatever we're saving on social security? Because, oh man, does it piss you guys off? Does it piss you guys off that you have to wear these masks everywhere? You're like, I'm wearing my mask to protect uh, the older people around me. The older people are like, COVID was created by Joe Biden. <laughs> Dude, I hate old people so fucking much. Like all the old people I like are dead. So frankly, Anyone over like 75, just can you just like do a, fi- a solid for once in your boomer lives and just drop dead and give me your money? Yeah, the just TikTok guys. go ahead. I like it how they just reopened Florida. Like, yeah, go ahead. The villages just coof at each other. Honestly, like, your heart's honestly, good. Fuck Florida. It's too hot. <laughs> too damn oh. hot. All right. Now there's two pieces of news when it comes to when are we going to get our next tranche? Of money. <laughs> now the Biden first news bucks. is the first news is today. <laughs> several uh, we're recording this on Sunday the twenty fourth. Several Republican senators have gone on record, and they're saying uh, we just gave we just passed nine hundred billion dollars in stimulus and in relief. Do we really need to do more? Yes. Why don't we wait a few months? Of course, the answer is yes. Yes. Give me money. money. Give me money. Maximum money. Yeah. Money me. Money now. Needing money a lot. Yes. Exactly. I say that like once a day minimum. (laughs) Like yeah. And then they're trying to fuck is the argument against giving us more money. Um, we need to give it to um, the military industrial complex and billionaires who buy child rape yachts. That's oh yeah. Did you see? I like those memes that are like, uh, no, Pakistan. You were supposed to use that for gender studies. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that they wrote something like two million dollars in this? Uh, the governance bill what's it called the omnibus bill mm-hmm. to like get gender study programs in pakistan oh. like, that's going towards nukes like everything that's not 
does not say four nukes is going towards nukes. <laughs> yeah. And then all of the other money is going towards nukes yeah. also. Yeah. Jeez. Like, the argument against it is the deficit is deficit spending. They're like, oh no, we don't want to pass along all this debt to our grandkids' future. First them. off, fuck I'm not kids. planning on having yeah. kids, so so fuck my invisible, non-existent grandkids. We're already nine hundred trillion dollars in debt. Well, we can't go nine hundred two. Yeah, yeah, money's fuck. not even real. Like, literally, just print more money. Literally, <laughs> just print more money. Yeah. That's what I've been saying all week. A serious. Have I or have I not been saying we should just print more money? You've been. <laughs> Say some. You want the money printer to make some kind of noise? I want it, the money printer to go burr. Burr. Yeah, all that's, over me. That's the let. Those are the letters. And of course, you know the, the the thing you say is you're like, oh, okay, Republicans, you care now about the deficit. Yeah, what about that gigantic tax cut you just get? Oh, it makes me so angry. But then here's the other thing. Flip side. So Biden and Harris are like, are like, hey. We promise you two thousand dollars, and you're going to get two thousand dollars. We've already given you six hundred. Now what? we're going to give you the other fourteen hundred. Yeah, and do you hear That's that ring sound? Bullshit. That's fucking. Bullshit. Do you hear That's that ring sound? They, they fuck- already spent the six hundred. It went to it went to rent. It literally went went straight to my landlord. I didn't get to enjoy it. I bought a Vitamix. Oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, so nice. And I paid down credit card debt. And so, like, uh, and so, yeah, that's what, so, so now AOC and the other Democrats are like 1400, not 2000. You said if we elected two Georgia senators, you'd get us $2,000, 1400, not 2000. And so now every liberal on Twitter is arguing as to whether or not 1400 is 2000 or 1400 plus 600 is 2000 but you said 2000 is only 1400 the moment trump went away liberals immediately started arguing over what the definition of the number 2000 was it's going to be a shitty four years kids this argument is so fucking stupid because nowhere in the fine print did you say we're going to get you $2000 with a little asterisk you have already been paid 600 yeah seriously they- that's fucking bullshit you can't campaign on the promise of two thousand dollars and then dick me over because i mean technically we've already gotten two thousand dollars if you think about it no 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 because we had that 12 the 1200 plus 600 so i'm surprised that they're not gonna be like well actually we already gave you 1800 so here's 200 dollars eat shit and die and don't forget to vote for us in the midterm where do you draw the line? Because that is technically also $2,000. No, fuck that. You cannot say, I'm going to give you $2,000 and then say, I'm only going to give you $1,400. That's wrong. Like, That's sick and wrong. I like how they were like already backpedaling before they inaugurated that old demented diddler. It's like, they don't even try to care. <laughs> like Now, originally, I was on Twitter and I was like, hey, can we, can we like cut Bri- Biden like a small break? Like, I'll take fourteen hundred over nothing. Fourteen hundred plus six hundred technically is two thousand. Can we not like immediately try to murder our own candidate? Can we try? Because what the Republicans do is they're just like whatever Trump says is right, even if it's wrong, and we know it's wrong. We're gonna pretend it's right on Twitter and on the news because it's like a fun game to us to try to justify a crazy guy. And what Democrats do is immediately form a circular firing squad. So I was kind of like, hmm, can we hold off on the circular firing squad for one second? And then Sriracha was like, Asterios, don't you want 
another $600 on top of the $600 plus $1,400? And I was like, wait a minute! Why aren't I arguing for more? Because that's what a Republican would do. And I was like, Sarachi, you're right. Yeah. And I went on Twitter, I was like, give me my $2,000, you decrepit old fuck! I want my goddamn money! Yes! What yes. Me. Yes, yes, yes. That's your fucking brain on neoliberalism. It's like, oh, let's just lick the boot a little bit, guys. Asterisk, we already won. We already won. We don't, they can't take the president back. Yeah. 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 So, um, they need to give me more money now. More money. More money. Fuck it. Give me $3,000. We need $4,000. Dude, just, yes. just give us infinite money. Like, it simply just print more money. It doesn't, it's not even real. I have, a, I have a more I even have a more nuanced plan than that. Why don't we print money and then we don't tell anybody? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that we just out of nowhere bring a big box of like a suitcase full of million dollar bills to China or whoever. How do we even how does the world owe fucking money? It's not real. Yeah, seriously. Like if you think about it, like nothing's actually real except our eyes. Money sure isn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> realize, realize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Sriracha, look, it's a piece of paper. Oh, and now here's a dollar bill. They're both paper. What if I could what if I color this weird little piece of printed paper green and I say it money, isn't it money? Jack what if asked- I could trade this to you for a hug? Are hug coupons real? Well, you get real hugs from them, don't you? Why can't I give a hug coupon or a massage coupon to my guy down at CVS so I can get my bag of chips? Hey, Jackass, I'm not saying that the paper is exist i'm saying the concept of monetary compensation you think back in the fucking ancient times uh cavemen were giving each other pieces of paper in exchange for fish and rocks no they were just giving i all have two fish all have three rocks i will trade you fish for rocks do you You think i disagree with you no okay good because i agree with you wholeheartedly no but shit more money and don't tell anyone I'm sorry, what was that, Nico? Oh, but shit libs and, like, conservatives would disagree. Ugh. Well, fuck them. They yeah. have the IQ. They're on the left side of the bell curve. <laughs> We're yeah. in charge now. Print more money. Yeah, Give it money. to me. Yeah. And also, I think, like, um, there should also be a law where, like, if you're, like, a service worker, you're allowed to just beat the shit out of, like, one customer a day. Like, just... I agree. You them. get Please. one. One a day. And you could... Or you could just verbally abuse them back. Because they can... You know, it'll be like, I want you to drop dead and eat shit and I'm going to murder your family. And then you're like, oh, have a very nice afternoon. I'm sorry you feel that way. You should be able to just like grab them by the throat and like Mortal Kombat style them. Like, I don't even think you would need to give them one every day because I think the fear of has this person used their one freak out? No. Keep the boomers You, you would think that, but boomers are like, that's fake. That's fake news. That would never happen to me because I'm perfect. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> That would be that. Gets COVID and dies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just please die quicker is all I God have to say. <laughs> now, Nico, here's why I wanted to have you on the show this week. Yeah. I saw a piece of art you made that was stunning, <laughs> incredible, amazing. It belonged in a museum. They should have sent a poet to describe this piece of art you made. Nico, I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. Nico, can you tell us about this? I need to do some background lore for this. Okay, so I was in the Thought Talks Discord, and someone was like, hey, you should commission um, this artist who did the Thought Cops art to draw me as one of the Emperor Ghost Squad Danny Phantom Shooter Girls. (laughs) And then someone had an even more brilliant idea. It's like, hey, 
we should just commission Nico to draw herself as the Ember Ghost Squad girl. So I was paid real money, real U.S. currency, not unlike the $600 <laughs> to draw myself in the style of Bitch Fartman's art as the Ember Ghost Squad but it's me. That makes you officially part of what's that kid's name? Uh, the the Randy Staraverse. <laughs> yeah, that makes you officially part of the Randy Staraverse. Now, for people who may not remember this, uh, Randy Stare was a troubled young man who was convinced that if he were to kill his coworkers at a grocery store, he would be given a. Big, a big tittied. What, what was it? Surrender? He would get big titty goth girl powers. <laughs> yeah, but not goth like ghost. any big titty. Yeah, but not like any goth ghost. Like a, specifically a Danny Phantom big titty goth ghost waifu. Nico, am I getting the story right? No, he didn't want to, the waifu. He wanted to become the waifu. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you got to get your fucking lore straight, buddy. No, I'm that's, trying. That's, that's why, why I, we called you. That's why I said ghost girl powers. Yeah. I he don't become the big titty mommy ghost milky. <laughs> Nico, I just want to congratulate you. Uh, like I know that you are selling a lot of commissions because Nico is Nico. She bought like a Wacom tablet or something. Now she's doing commissions at her art. It's fantastic. But this, this is beyond the pale. This Danny Phantom girl that you've made. I, I, I love. It. I, I would shoot a grocery store for that girl. <laughs> I would shoot up several. In fact, <laughs> why stop at one? There's a hundred Aldis you could go. Look, it's. it's- worth it does this work like jihad like if you shoot up a hundred grocery stores you get a hundred big titty girlfriend ghosts how does this work nico please tell us i have i think it's just you have to just attempt because randy stairs only killed like six people and shot like 200 bullets so like that shoot to kill ratio is just terrible and he's in um nirvana as 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 ember ghost so you know Maybe you'll get like even bigger ghost milkies if you shoot more people at more grocery stores. I don't know the logistics. I don't want to test it out. Does it need to be a grocery store? Like, can it be one of those Whole Foods slash, you know, the one we went to the other day where it's like a restaurant on top and then a Whole Foods on the bottom? See, I don't even think it has to be a grocery store because originally he wanted to um, shoot up his old high school and it would... um give the same result. So I just ha- think it just has to be anywhere where people congregate. Well, now this is getting a little confusing. Like, it... I, hey, I didn't make up the you lore. You shoot a bunch of people, you get a bunch of big titty goth girlfriends. Uh, yeah. It's just... Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Because it's like, maybe we can give our boys overseas in Afghanistan <laughs> a little bit of extra incentive. <laughs> We're like, if we start telling them that like the more terrorists they kill, the more big titty goth girlfriends that they'll get in heaven or whatever, or the more big titty goth powers they'll get, then Nico could like draw them. Imagine this. You know how like in the 1950s, they're always like pinup girls on the sides of bombs and tanks. It's just Nico drawing big titty goth versions of herself, but they're Danny Phantom. <laughs> Keep our boys warm overseas. Yeah. That would inspire me to kill a bunch of Afghani kids. That's what ghost pussy does to an MFR. <laughs> what zero ghost pussy does to a motherfucker. <laughs> well, goddamn. Well, Nico, if someone wants to commission their own 
horrifying artwork from you. Where where can they find you on Twitter? Um, my Twitter is Goth John Benet, but I also opened an Instagram like last month called uh, Goth Nico Arts. Um, and you can message me on either of those platforms. Um, and we can talk. We can talk money, and I'll. It's usually like a couple day workaround. So it's good shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you could have your own. Um, Randy Stairsona. <laughs> oh yeah, my and god! Re- remember, if you buy a commission from Nico, you're officially part of the Randy Stair law. <laughs> yeah, you can be join the Ember Ghost Squad too <laughs> with the simple commission. <laughs> facts are facts. Nico is one of our favorites. Nico, thank you for calling in the hundredth episode of the Loudest Podcast, and we'll be right back after this. That is it for the Loudest Podcast this week. We did not even get to half of the topics we had planned for episode 100. Can you read what else is on that card? Such a big blowout that we have to split this episode into two parts. The next episode will not be episode 102. It will be 101 part two. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We also are going to get to the abomination that Nathan Masry is doing now. He has abandoned Garfield. It's in the toilet, but he has a new venture coming out. Which is going to be, I'm sure, just as successful mm-hmm. as Garf. We're going to play some one-minute D&D. There's another Grubhub commercial with a pregnant bitch yes. in it. And also, we watched this Barbie movie that was called The Princess and the Pop Star. It was pretty lousy. So, I made Asterios watch it with me. So, we're going to complain about it together. And also, we watched uh, porn that Asterios thinks is a joke, but it's not a joke. It's just anime porn. And he thinks it's a great, he's like, oh, it's not taking itself too seriously. Like, oh no, my tits are out. Yeah, no, isn't this hysterical, this joke? It was pretty funny, the thing we watched. It wasn't funny at all. It was porn. <laughs> okay, look, listeners, let me tell you, between this episode and next episode, if you want to be on the what we're talking about train, you go find, you watch Barbie's The Princess and the Pop Star. It's online. You can find it. You also watch some show called uh, Domestic Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That's a... And you also watch some show called uh, Don't You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks. Uh, we were going to be talking about those in our anime segment. Uh, we will also be debuting the new and improved Crunch Bunch. It's a minute-long super segment that gives you only the cereal news you need, just like cereal gives you only the vitamins and minerals you need and also a bunch of fat and calories and sugar. Um, We have so much. Oh, God, there's so much to do. Wow. This is already our longest episode ever. And it's not even done yet. I'm so excited. And also, we have like 20 voicemails to play. Yes, you can still get a voicemail in. Actually, you still have time. You call 848-863-5343 or just attach an MP3 and email it to theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. Before we go, Sriracha, I'm going to need you to take a big sip of that gross juice. This is the last juice to celebrate the end of a fantastic year of podcasting and protecting the rights of those who are less fortunate than us. All right. And three, two, two one. one. Mm. Mm. I did it. I drank the entire flute, just like I said I would. Mm. Oh, it hurts so much more. It doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't get any better. I thought it would be easier. Oh. I guess the only people that can't effectively drink this are the Instagram thoughts that have nothing to do with their day but drink this. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you. Oh.